Hello out there and welcome to this Teen Tights Odyssey Pro Wrestling special uh, founded in just, just last year in the historically rich wrestling town of Morecambe. Uh, OPW has seen some of the best talent in the Northwest already compete in its ring, including Nathan Cruz, Lizzie Evo, Big Guns Joe, Alexis Falcon, their current OPW women's champion Tonga, the current OPW men's champion Ryan Hunter, to help us talk about this, we are joined by the general manager and co-owner, Ethan Edwards. Ethan, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well today. Uh, it's uh, My hay fever is starting to finally clear up, so <laughs> I'm really sorry if I do sound a little no, no, no. nasally. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I'm surprised I've managed to cope because uh, we were just talking before we had uh, Simon Hill and Jason King on the shows just this week. And uh, half these shows I'm doing literally cannot breathe. <laughs> but uh, I'm finally, finally feel like I can breathe a little bit, although it's a bit. <laughs> so bear with me. Uh, we are, of course, TNT, it's a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling, uh, as featured on bodyslam.net, brought to you by Power4 TV. I'm the host, great British attacking Mr. Andrew Moore and Eaton Most. Not joined by Big Daddy Dan today, but he'll be back for the Brit Rest Roundup. Uh, but Ethan is going to keep me company and we're going to talk Morecambe Wrestling history Morecambe and OPW. Because you have War on the Shore, uh, 9th of April in Morecambe at the, is it the Alhambra? Alhambra, Alhambra Live. Uh, to, to anyone that's from the Morecambe area, they know it as the Carlton. And it, to me, it'll always be the Carlton, but the venue tell us we have to call it the Alhambra Live now. Of course. Got to keep those venues happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now this is actually going to be your sixth show now because as I say mentioned you only just found yourselves last year but as I say some huge names have already come through the doors uh, which has been absolutely fantastic for you guys uh, you're on Powered 4 TV mm-hmm. uh, along with ourselves uh, you've got an excellent commentary team uh, I must say Kurt Johansson and Simon Hill we just had them on let's talk about those two they are a fantastic team to have uh so uh how did how did did you have connections already or were you fans of their podcast because they've had podcasts as well yeah so it, it all started because of their podcasts like um one of the things we were keen to do with the commentary was was have people that were knowledgeable about the wrestlers that we'd, we'd have on so what was great about having podcasters as our commentary team is these are people that are used to having to do this research on people that might be a little bit obscure to some people um, and, you know, finding out these facts and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was one of our other co-owners, Rick Marcus, that had been on um, Simon and Kurt's podcasts and just, you know, he, he, he sang their praises greatly. He said, look, I think these guys would be really, really good. Um, and then we as a, as a group thought, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Like, you know, Simon's for, for a play by play, I don't know who you could say is better in the country in my, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm going to be quite biased, but I just think he's brilliant. You know, like I've had the opportunity to sit next to him as he's, as he's done his thing. And I forgot to talk at times because I was just in awe of, of what he was doing. Um, he and, does you know, call the match. And uh, I think it tends to get lost sometimes mm. as people don't call the match. They're too busy trying to tell a story. Mm. Or sometimes they're not even talking about that match. They're talking about another match. And yeah. 
I, I, I really like that, so it's worked for me. Yeah, I mean, some to commentary, like you can find yourself too much looking for the sound bite. They, yeah. they don't worry about the sound bite because they know that by just doing the job really, really well, the sound bites will come. If that makes sense, you know, I mean, Kurt's wonderful to have as well because Kurt's so full of knowledge. Like he, he, he knows all about British wrestling. He knows all about Scandi graphs. He knows all about, uh, you know, <laughs> Southwest wrestling. He knows all about Northwest wrestling. Like what more could you want? Like a guy that's just going to turn up and you might look, Kurt, it's this guy today. So-and-so's pulled out. So we've had to pull this person in and they've never been here before. And he's like, right, cool. Yeah. I, I know that guy. I da, 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 da. And I'm like, amazing. Nice one, mate. Cool. You know, I, I can imagine there's, there's companies out there with their commentators that will go up to them and say, right, I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. I go up to them and just go, right, guys, here's the list of the matches. Here's some interesting facts that you probably didn't know about this. And this is the direction we want to go with this. Mm. Do you do your stuff? You know, um, I mean, to say that when we did set sail in August of 2021, that was the first time either of them had done commentary. First time ever. Mm. You go back and listen to that show. I don't think you would notice. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I mean, because Simon, of course, he's saying he's got a huge background mm. in radio and so forth. Uh, mm. And I, I love Coach Johansson's knowledge because uh, I myself have only really just got into Scandi Graps. Mm. And it was be, sort of because of him, because I kept hearing yeah. it, he kept mentioning it, he kept saying it, and he kept sharing, I think it was Body Slam Pro Wrestling yes, in Denmark. Body Slam, yeah. And so. How many guys has he tried to bring in for you so far? Oh, God. <laughs> the thing is, it's a wonderful thing to have, like, to yeah. have that. Oh, by the way, so-and-so is over here at this time. Like, it might be that, you know what, nine times out of ten, I might probably say no, because, you know what, unfortunately, this is this is planned the way it is. But you know that one time out of ten, you're going to be so thankful that Kurt's doing that, mm. you know? So, and it, it's just one of those, like, it, the way we do our storytelling is a bit different to to other other people so it's not feasible for us to just go oh you can come and do this here which would be nice to do but it's it's not feasible um but if there if there ever does come that point where i'm like oh no what am i going to do i need someone and i need someone different i could literally just turn to kurt and go give me a name (laughs) (laughs) it's a a great talent to have and uh as i say yeah uh independent wrestling european wrestling british wrestling it is so good right now, and uh, it's not just uh, Denmark and Finland and Norway, the Scandigrass movement. There's a huge movement coming out of Hungary at the moment, which is superb. And then Germany, of course, is a hotbed for uh, amazing talent. And then, of course, UK, rich, rich history. Morecambe, even richer history. I dated it back to find the first match in 1932. Yeah. Yeah, Morecambe, Morecambe likes wrestling. Um, yes. It's, yeah. So the Morecambe used back in the day, uh, used to be a holiday destination. Um, the, you know, the seasiders thing like Blackpool and Scarborough and, and you know, Morecambe was, was held in just as high esteem. Um, there was a movie filmed in the 30s in Morecambe called The Entertainer. Um, it's a very, like for, for kind of classic cinema goers, it's a very, big film um and so Morecambe's always been about entertainment you know um being a seaside town and 
you to me you can't get much more interactively entertained than with wrestling so it kind of just always makes sense yeah, I mean, because why when I was reading, I was doing my notes. I've got it here. You know, the fifties and sixties when that beach boom hit, uh, travel was never easier for British people. Finally, so they did start heading to these seaside destinations on mass, and uh, it coincided with the the wrestling boom of the six the sixties, the fifties, the seventies, that amazing WOS world of sport. And, uh, yeah, it all ties back and, uh, you know, I've gone for it. Anybody who was anybody pretty much uh, came through uh, there, you know, from guys like Mick, Mick McManus right back in the day, uh, the top heel, one of the best wrestlers to ever wrestle in the UK. Uh, one match I found, Marty Jones versus Owen Hart. In the eight, I mean, I guess that must have been early eighties. Uh, I would imagine it's the early eighties, yeah. So I'd have been a bit, a bit too young, but I can imagine <laughs> yeah, that would have been a time. banger. <laughs> yeah, I, technically, I think. Yeah. I love technical wrestling, so that would for me yeah. would just have been a, a dream match. Uh, and of course, you you mentioned Blackpool. Of course, shout out to mm-hmm. the Blackpool Combat Club, William mm-hmm. Regal, who of course has re- wrestled in Morecambe. Yeah, Zach Gibson. So many big names. Uh, is that part of the reason you chose Morecambe? Because you live down the south now. Yes. So I, I live in Plymouth, mm. um, in uh, about as southwest as you can get. Um, but then every two months drive six hours north to Morecambe, um, which is it's my hometown. Um, so I go back and I see my family. Um, but I also do a wrestling show. Um <laughs> Because what 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 does any normal person really want to do <laughs> when they're visiting family? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so Morecambe, the the crowd was the the main thing. Um, when when the previous uh, person who ran Morecambe um, decided to stop, I'd I'd only been involved with wrestling for about a year or two, so I was a bit like, oh, a bit gutted. Um, and so I, you know, me and a couple of friends. Uh, decided, you know what, we want to carry it on. We want to carry on the legacy that there is in Morecambe as far as like, you know, great matches, great stories, great investment, because the fans make it so much easier to tell the stories because they just buy in. They they properly boo the heels. They hate them. They, they you know, and they love and adore the face, you know, the, the faces. And it's, it's, it's like that analogy of having a 12th man on a football team. That's, that's what the Morecambe fans are. You know, people kind of come to Morecambe to wrestle, kind of, oh, you know, just, a, just another show. And then they get out in front of that crowd and they're like, oh, oh, that was different, you know. Um, and, you know, as you say, Zach Gibson, like Zach Gibson wrestled in Morecambe in, I want to say 2018, 2017, some, somewhere along those lines. I think it was 2017. It was after he'd won the WWE uh, tournament, um, the second one they did, um, and he wrestled Ryan Hunter. Um, and afterwards, he sent out a tweet just going, "Man, it's still real in Morecambe," you know. Um, and then Drake Maverick underneath, um, formerly Rockstar Spud, who again grew up, learned his craft in Morecambe, was like, "You know what? Yeah, that that place is is special." Like, 
you know, when you've got two two people that work for the world's biggest wrestling company saying how great a town is, you can't really get much better than that, I don't think. It's, uh, for me, Zach Gibson is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I, I love the tag team Grizzled Young Vets, mm. and they, they are phenomenal as a tag team. But there is something special about Gibson that's not being tapped on enough yet. Maybe yeah. he's in the uh, big because he's a big lad. He's not a small. He is, yeah. He's, I, I, when I met him, he was obviously quite tall. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's going back to that kid thing of like wrestlers being massive and larger than life and and these huge things. Mm. He, he kind of didn't. When I saw him in person, I was like, "Oh, you know, normal person there." And then, sort of watching him on TV, it's like, "Man, he's massive compared. <laughs> like, he's huge." But uh, yeah, and hopefully, I, I expect he will have a big run, and of course, a, a partner as well, the Grizzled Young veteran, as James Drake. Yes, team. Yeah, uh, we um, we have uh, James Drake's brother, Rob. Uh, who wrestles in Odyssey as well. So he's from Blackpool. So he's been on both of our Blackpool shows and he appeared in our Rumble. Um, and Rob's got just as big a future as James. I truly believe that. Like Rob's Rob's special. Like, and he's you can see that already because he's getting out round and about. Like just in the past two weeks, maybe in one week, he's been at North Wrestling in Newcastle and at yeah. Discovery in Edinburgh. Like, the lad's getting around a bit and it's good to see. He's a big lad as well. He's a big lad, yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he was very frustrated after he came back from his Blackpool match and I saw him, saw how frustrated he was and then just turned in the other direction because I was going to deal with that later. I was like, you know, I'm going to let him cool down first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you, I said, we got this huge show coming up. Uh, it is War on the Shore. Now, for those who don't know, including myself, until I've done my research, uh, War on the Shore dates back to 2005 originally with yeah. Frontier Wrestling Alliance yeah. uh, before being taken over by Alpha Omega in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the first first uh, War on the Shore was 17 years ago. Uh, it was at the Morecambe Dome, uh, which is the site that they're going to be building the new Eden project on in Morecambe. Um, and so, yeah, one day I'm going to get wrestling in the Eden project. That's my goal. <laughs> um, yeah. So 17 years ago, first main event was Raven. Yeah. Against um, Alex Shane. Against Alex Shane, you know, uh, British, Alex Shane and British wrestling kind of, it's the same thing from years ago, isn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? And and that the FWA was absolutely massive. And so it was coming through Morecambe on, on fairly regularly. Um, so we wanted to kind of honour British wrestling past with War on the Shore. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it, there isn't a better show name or a better show to, to be our big show, to be the big Odyssey show. Like it fits in with our theme really, really well. Um, and it's just a huge show from Morgan's past. So it kind of, it was a bit of a no-brainer to have that as our as our big big show um, each year. Yeah, because uh, you you mentioned Raven, we mentioned, but yes, Spud was on that very first card uh, mm-hmm. along with Doug Williams, uh, and then on the the second war on the show, you had guys like Ross Jordan or for now RJ Singh, uh, Robbie Brookside, just so yep. many great names from the past. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's really nice to see you uh, you guys honouring that tradition. 
and uh, keeping it alive, keeping wrestling mm. alive in Morecambe, as you say, it is still real to this. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, you had before we got to Wardershaw, you had a show in Blackpool, Pier Fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's a huge show uh, for charity. So this is one. So uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, talk about it. because Yeah. So it was a show that we did um, to raise money for a charity called Brian House, um, which was, which is a charity for children with life limiting illnesses um, to try and just give them a bit of comfort um, in, in their, in their, you know, in their final days and things. So it was a really worthy charity, um, but that came about because um I think it was a couple of years ago now, um, there was a young lad um, in Blackpool that was struck by lightning um, and, and it killed him. His name is Jordan Banks. Um, and it was all over the news. And he used to do um, a lot of charity work for Brian House. Um, so once we, we found out about that and then um, RPD, one of our, one of, you know, the, the big wrestlers that we have, um, came to us and said, you know, Jordan's family are friends of mine. I would love if we could do this, this show as a, uh, in, in his memory and, and raise some money for his, for the charity that he used to work, you know, go, uh, raise money for. So it just seemed like a bit of a no brainer, really. Um, you know, we, we got the opportunity to put on quite possibly the most bonkers match I'll ever see. <laughs> um, and do it for an amazing cause that we managed to raise, you know, well over, I think it was about a grand and a half in the end we raised for Brian house um, on that show. But it, it, you know, there's no words for that show that I can sufficiently give without having seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And thankfully it is available for free on powered Falls YouTube channel. Um, because it was the first time we've ever been to Blackpool, because specifically a Morgan promotion. But when we've got guys like uh, Ryan Hunter, RPD, Rob Drake, uh, guys like Nate Reese, uh, guys like um, Mickey Barnes, you know, I mean, Sam Gradwell from Blackpool, um, you know, William Regal being it's his second home, like it's his, his honorary home. Like Blackpool's got a great wrestling legacy as well. So, you know, we kind you of can count Daniel Bryan and uh, John Moxley now. Yeah, exactly. Daniel Bryan, right. So this is a Ooh. weird side note, but Daniel Bryan has wrestled in Morecambe. Um, he was doing, so I need to get this story right because this is secondhand telling of this. So he was, he was doing uh, a show in Manchester, I think it was, somewhere like that. It was possibly one of the Ring of Honor shows and he went to get his flight back and uh, the flight, uh, got cancelled, so he was in the UK for an extra day, um, and there was a show. Up, it was the show, the show was on in Morecambe, and he just wanted to do something wrestling related before he went back, since he was there for a little bit longer. Um, so he went to Lancaster and Morecambe College and wrestled under a mask um, so that he wouldn't be identified uh, <laughs> as Daniel Bryan. And my friend. Kieran uh, recognized it was him because of his nipples. He's told me, he said, look, I knew that. I knew who that was because I, I recognized those nipples. Um, but yeah, Daniel Bryan wrestled in Morecambe uh, on, on one occasion. There you go. That is something. You, as you say, you don't yeah, get much. Uh, <laughs> Where else do you get these kind of stories? <laughs> only on a great British wrestling podcast. Exactly. 
Uh, so now we're already sure. Six of uh, sorry, ninth of April, six mm-hmm. show. Uh, huge, huge men's championship match mm-hmm. uh, involving Ryan Hunter, who you say yep. has become a bit of a Morecambe hero. Yes, uh, you've got RPD. He was big voice behind the Blackpool show and was in the yep. Blackpool main event. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Andre Decker, who has been mm. a pain uh, in the neck for OBW yeah. since they, uh, well, even before you guys had actually officially started, he was already yeah. threatening to uh, break yeah. through security <laughs> doors. <laughs> yeah. So this, yeah, this match is pretty huge. Um, I did a, a thread about this on the on the Odyssey uh, Twitter page the other day. Um, sort of with gifts and, and story and, and a little bit from um, the, the past few shows, but I'll kind of run it down as, as succinctly as I can here. So Andre Decker, um, much like Ryan Hunter, uh, used to wrestle in Morecambe years gone. Um, they've, they've both five, six years in, the, in, in wrestling, um, potentially more, like maybe eight or nine. Um, but they wrestled in Morecambe and that's where they trained and that's where they learned. You know, they trained together. Uh, did Hunter and Hunter and Decker, um, and you know one went one way, became cult favorite, champion of Morecambe, the hero. One went the other, thought he deserved everything, started drinking. Uh, he's, he's, he is what he is, you know, Decker. Um, and when we were starting up Odyssey, we just decided we didn't want Decker. We didn't want the kind of trouble that that he would bring. Um, so we just decided not to not to use him um he didn't take too well to that and he kind of from the very get-go blamed rpd for some reason like he always felt that like rpd had taken his spot so even kind of the so uh, at a morecambe show we do vip meet and greets uh, so if you have a vip ticket uh, you get to sit on the front row and you get a photo with uh some wrestlers before the show starts so on the first show we we had rpd and rick marcus um and Decker decided to crash that before before we'd even started a show, you know, uh, crashed it and then um, got kicked out. But then somehow managed to get back in the building later that night and attack RPD after his match. We then fast forward to our second show, uh, Stormy Waters, where we started off our Odyssey Championship tournament. Um, Decker attacked RPD while the ref was down during his match and cost him. Uh, the match, so he was no longer in the championship tournament anymore um, and took away RPD's first opportunity at wrestling title uh, since coming over from boxing. Um, and then Ryan Hunter went on to win the tournament and become the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Champion. Um, whereas when Decker, um, in that Blackpool show, Decker attacked me um, and stopped me being able to travel up for the December show um, and subsequently made me miss Christmas with my family and, and you know it was, it was kind of a long <laughs> I talk about it in one of our shows on Powered 4 TV um, and yeah so Deck has been a bit of a thorn um, he was then hired to Odyssey Pro Wrestling uh, by the interim general manager um, in December who was uh, Chris Brooker um, he hasn't Gotten on very well with the Morecambe fans. Uh, coming out and calling them simple probably doesn't help. But <laughs> um, so Chris Brooker hired Decker um, 
and put Decker in the Rumble uh, in January, where uh, the, the winner of the Overboard Rumble in January uh, could cash in the Overboard contract at a time of their choosing during a Odyssey Pro Wrestling show. Um, Decker tried to do it after the show in uh, January. So I said, look, that's fine. If you want to cash in, that's okay. Uh, you can do it in April. Uh, however, you can take on Ryan Hunter and you can take on RPD uh, because at the, the, the end of the Rumble, without sort of spoiling it for anyone that's not seen it, uh, RPD had it won, but Decker decided to um, take an easy way out, let's say. Yes, typical heelish oh, he's a, he's behavior. A <laughs> uh, and of course, RPD, uh, professional boxer. Turn mm-hmm. wrestler, uh, phenomenon right now. Uh, yes. Literally, He's everywhere. Wrestling by storm, and mm. uh, is and going to be in your main event. It's, this should be an excellent triple threat match. Each one, mm. completely different from the other, is going to yes. be. Each one of them bringing so much more to the table. Yeah, it's going to be great to see RPD finally get his hands on Decker. Mm. Because um, show one, he was attacked by Decker. Show two, he was attacked by Decker. Show three, he said to Decker, right, come on then, come and face me like a man. And Decker chose not to. RPD had to leave because he was running a boxing show that night as well. Um, and then after his after Deck, uh, RPD's tag partner, Rick Marcus's match, uh, he came out and hit him with a bottle. Yeah. And Rick Marcus has been out ever since. So... You know, it's it's going to be great to see him find. And then, as I say, the Rumble RPD had it won, but Decker did what he did. Um, it should have been it, it should have been RPD's contract in the first place. So mm. it's only right that he's in this triple threat match. I think it was the right decision made by management. So, uh, and then women's championship action, mm. uh, Tonga. Yeah. Uh, who is again a phenom right now? She mm. is everywhere, not just in the north, she is south, and I, I've seen her deep, deep south as well, and uh, very, very north as well. So she the is thing is, at the minute, if you look at the state of British wrestling, mm. the, the big, big companies at the minute, ICW Progress, Rev Pro as well, yeah. You get them people in one of each. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very rare that someone that goes to Progress ends up in ICW at the minute. It's very rare that someone ICW ends up in Rev Pro at the minute. Tonga is in ICW and Progress. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You don't you don't find anyone that's doing both those shows at the minute at opposite mm. ends of the country. Like you've got to be doing something right if if you if you're on not one but two shows on the WWE network. Yeah, she is uh, absolutely incredible. I've had uh, the opportunity to see her live in action a few times. Uh, once with uh, one of your uh, your guys, uh, LWF Lancashire Wrestling Federation, came up and mm-hmm. saw them. Uh, had a great chat with her. She is a inspiration to many young girls, despite some of her tactics. <laughs> but uh, she is, as you say, she's doing great work and uh, fair play to her. On the other side of it, you've got uh somebody again she's just you know uh, eventually somebody's going to strap a rocket to her harley hudson mm-hmm. uh nine stone of uh scouse muscle nine stone of stout of uh scouse girl power, scouse girl power. I, we, we we have uh the the it's the uh scouse mouse powerhouse 
Yeah, that'll do as well. Because <laughs> yeah, she she's she's a little petite, but she is incredibly strong. Yeah. I I saw her at Extreme Fields um in a Wrestle Island showcase match. Yeah. Um and she was throwing Lance Rivera around like he weighed nothing. Yeah, I, I remember Simon was very much enjoying watching. <laughs> Uh, I saw her lift Troy Ryan. Yeah, wow. <laughs> He's huge. He's a yes. unit. <laughs> I saw her lift uh, him up and eliminate him from a Rumble match. So amazing. That is, yes, there's definitely uh, she's eating something. She's eating her Weebix. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be her debut in Morecambe as well. Um, so I'm really excited to see how um, her energy. Because like, she's got some real energy, real fire. Um, mm. So to see that um, bounce off the, the crowd in Morecambe is going to be something special. Yes, I can imagine Tonga not liking her one bit, unfortunately. No. As much as we <laughs> like her, unfortunately, I don't think Tonga's going to like her very much. And I, I love this one. You've got a fan choice match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sexy Kev, yep. who just happens to be one of my favourite personal wrestlers, Sexy Kev. <laughs> More for when he's catches catch Kev when he yes. because he is a proper catch weight wrestler. Uh, sorry, catch mm-hmm. catches can wrestler trained mm-hmm. at the Snake Pit in Wigan, as well as being a black belt in karate as well. Is that right? I don't know if it's karate. I think it's is it really is it jujitsu? No, it won't be. I don't know. And Mark Meltzer, a bit of a legend yep. over in the uh, yep. area and uh, been corrupted by yeah. certain Isaiah Quinn. Yeah, so Mark Meltzer, um, back, back during the times of uh, Alpha Omega, uh, used to come out and embody his favourite golden era wrestlers. Um, so he came out as Hulk Hogan. He came out as um, he came out as the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, I love that! So the Ultimate Warrior was amazing because he did the whole full sprint to the ring and stuff like that. Um, pulled his hamstring and then got pinned straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so then the time after that, he came out as the Undertaker because he said he needed to slow it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved I loved what Mark used to do. Um, but yeah, Quinn wanted to see who the real Mark Meltzer was, and it worries me that this is this could have been the real Mark Meltzer all along. Um, you know, he's quite violent now, quite easily swayed by by Isaiah Quinn um, and his freak <sighs> show, and his freak show, you know, nightmare, and uh, and Will Carter as well, um, who were. Uh, a very unique tag team um, because I've seen a lot of people out there do the whole kind of darker tag team, darkest group. And the thing that's scary about um, Quinn and the freak show is just the, how everything twists, you know, um, Isaiah Quinn's been, been releasing these videos um they did a, like a happy days cheers type one where it was like there was a, they were in a, they were in the bar and oh how's it going and you know and but it was it was happy but with this undertone of like sadism and that's scarier than just outright like darkness do, do you know what i mean like yeah have you got <sighs> have, you, have you managed to have a peep in the quinn manual 
Um, no, it's it's so locked up tight by the freak show that like I just stay clear. Just I don't, don't want anything to do with that. To um, <laughs> really, nightmare. Uh, just randomly hold seances every now and then and things like that. So, I not for me. <laughs> uh, so what are the match choices which is are, are available on your Patreon? Yes, so on our on our Odyssey Pro Wrestling Patreon, uh, you can vote for a and these were these so these were matches that Sex Kev chose um, because in Blackpool, um, some friends of Sexy Kev made to last uh, took on the Freak Show, and um, after an altercation that Isaiah Quinn and Sexy Kev had, where Isaiah Quinn said, "I decide." what happens you know it's all me and i was like oh hang on a minute you know you're not the boss i am <laughs> <laughs> um i tell you what whoever wins that tag match between made to last and the freak show at the past blackpool show uh gets the, you know either isaiah quinn for the freak show or sexy kev for made to last gets to pick the stipulation um made to last managed to win the match um so sexy kev got to choose and he said you know what i just want to fight him He's always had a great connection with the Morecambe fans, so we decided to let them choose. Um, so we thought the best way to do that would be through our Patreon page. Um, so the matches are a last man standing match um, or a no disqualification match or a tables match. Um, at the last time of looking, it looks like it's going to be a last man standing match at the moment, um, but there is still time to vote by uh, signing up to our Patreon page from as little as £3 a month. Uh, you will get access to the full catalogue of all of our shows and you'll be able to vote on uh, things like match stipulations if they ever come up and who they want the VIP meet and greet to be um, and and things like that going forward. So um, it's, it's quite, you know, we, we've put it as low as we physically can because we want to get our shows out there as best we can um, while still being able to pay for Ant the editor, who is a fantastic video editor, um, his his work is is amazing. Um, I like so, how the audio comes through very clearly on the commentary. Again, another thing. Very very good. Yeah. Um, so that's those are the three. Ma- you know, last man standing tables or no DQ. Um, as I say, at the minute, the way the vote's going, it looks like it's going to be a uh, last man standing match. But you, there is still time to sign up and cast your vote. Are we going to have any restrictions on? the freak show and Quinn because in all three of those matches if they so choose to get involved they could no I'm not, I'm not saying Kev couldn't handle himself <laughs> because we've talked these, about this... his background we know he can handle himself mm. <laughs> these are these, this is Kev's Kev's choice I yeah. you know he he set the stipulations out like that like he clearly must have an idea I mean it's not all well and good with the freak show all the time no. you know Quinn's very um severe when he's when he's not getting his way um and we've seen that a number of times at Odyssey Pro Wrestling where he's he's lashed out at the freak show uh when things haven't gone the way he wanted them to so I don't know it's 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 so unpredictable like he might have him involved he might not have him involved who knows who knows I'm sure it's going to be a great match and uh one to definitely keep an eye out for is JJ Webb Versus Big Guns Joe, because, yes. you know, when they first came to OPW, they were trying to be a little, they, they were trying to be a faction. Yes. But I think Big Guns Joe thought he was the leader. Yeah. So Big Guns Joe, um, 
was originally was always scheduled to be in the main event of the first show. Um, and uh, he was going to team with Sandy Beach. Unfortunately, Sandy Beach was injured going into the first show. So uh, Big Guns Joe brought JJ Webb in. And then since then, the three of them sort of stuck together. Um, however, they didn't really have great momentum as a group. Um, and during the Overboard Rumble, uh, JJ Webb attempted to um, to turn on Big Guns Joe and eliminate him from the Rumble. Um, Big Guns Joe took exception, um, realized, you know what, the way we've been doing things probably hasn't been right, um, and you know stepped away from um, JJ Webb and Sandy Beach. So JJ Webb being the um, person he is wouldn't have taken that lightly. So he, he straight away challenged him to to this match. And of course, Big Gun Show, another name that has, uh, well, been making a name for himself, Progress mm. Wrestling, and many of the other big, well, he's actually made both, yeah, Progress Wrestling yeah. and Ref Pro UK, yep. so yep. that's and, a huge thing to do. Um, yeah, he's just everywhere. He's, he's, he's wrestled in Italy, he's wrestled, um, you know, up and down the country, he's wrestled, I'm pretty sure he's wrestled in Scotland. He's, he's you know, it's one of my personal favourites, is Big Guns Joe. Um, I remember seeing a video, <laughs> series of videos he did um, where he would go to do something. He was, he was in a gym and he was looking at the treadmill and someone was like, Joe, are you about to do some cardio? I was like, no. And then just started like pressing the, um, like lifting up the, the treadmill and, and, you know, doing exercise with that. And I just think he's brilliant. He can do everything. Like, and it's very rare you get someone that can be a nasty heel, a funny heel, uh, a, a Sympathetic baby face, a funny baby. He's, he's got it all, hasn't he? Yeah, because uh, all three of these guys have been training down at the Future Shock Academy, mm-hmm. which is one of the best uh, since 2013. They've been one yep. of the best. Uh... Sam, ba- Sam Bailey is an incredible trainer. Mm. Like his mind for wrestling is unlike anyone I've ever seen. Like he is an excellent coach. Um, and he's someone that we regularly have at Odyssey Pro Wrestling as well. Um, and you will see Sam Bailey in the future at Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Um, I just think he's brilliant. One of the best screams in wrestling. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Nate Reese, uh, Wildfire yep. Nate Reese versus Lance Rivera. Uh, I think Rivera's more become known for his issues with your com- your lead commentator, Mr. Mm-hmm. Simon Hill, who. who- who apparently has just been trying to do his job. Yeah. And unfortunately, Lars Rivera's got, uh, you know, he's the Playboy Prince, the girlfriend stealer, and he takes the section to, uh, yeah. Things, Simon says. So, Nate Reese, um, as, as I've said previously, he's from Blackpool. So, we had him on, on our Blackpool shows because uh, we wanted some local hometown, some hometown guys. And um, our last Blackpool show, Nate Reese took on Andre Decker. Um, and just putting a heck of a show in. You know, he might not come away with the win, um, the one, two, three, but he came away, I think, with a moral victory. I thought he did a, an excellent job. Um, so I really wanted to include him in this show as well and, and bring him through to Morecambe. And, you know, Lance Rivera was available. Um, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's so full of confidence and arrogance and, you know, um, but there's t- times when, some of the stuff from getting tagged in between Lance and, and Simon, it's like, honestly, it's, I have an easier time with my, with my nine-year-old and my three-year-old. 
And I must admit, <laughs> we are partially to blame for this. For we oh. released a little bit of a clip, and uh, we do. But we have told Lance that he mm. he has to be amicable, and he can yes. come on the show, right? And he can explain his issues with Simon because we, we don't want just one one side of the story. We would like to get both. So he yeah. has been invited I, on. Okay, so. with Lance, I've never met someone that's so easy to to dislike. <laughs> He's he's so that's that's one of the reasons why you know we love having him as part of Zodity Pro Wrestling because he gets a huge reaction from the crowd. However, he gets a huge reaction from the people backstage as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and it is good to be confident. It's good to be confident. Um, he's yeah, he, he's got he's got to remember that Morecambe is a family show, like. We we have children that come come to our show, so he kind of needs to remember in all his stressing and in all his quips and whatever else. It's a family show. Who do you think has got the advantage in this match? Uh, I don't know. He's got the experience, but as you say, look, he's he's got a chip on his shoulder for definite. Like he's he he had a great match with Rick Marcus um, on our first show. I think it was actually. I think it yeah. was the very first match of Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Was Rick Marcus and Lance Rivera, and you could see, you know, there's some great talent with Lance Rivera. Um, so I'm really, and I'm really excited for this. I think this is going to be the sleeper hit, to be honest with you, um, because they're both people that know how to to work with the crowd. And mm. so Nate Reese really, you know, he's the wildfire for a reason. He really like just how hyped up he can get a crowd, a room of people that don't know him is amazing. Um, and but the same. The opposite with Lance Rivera is he can come out and he can have get booed out the building. Um, you know, he during the overboard rumble, there was there was uh, an elimination, and then he came out and he was the only person in the ring for two minutes. Um, the crowd, the noise didn't dip. <laughs> like it, it you would have thought there was action going on in the ring with the amount of um noise coming to the ring, but that was just him walking around, taunting the fans, speaking at Simon for some reason. You know, it's Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have to settle their issues somehow at some point. Uh, maybe uh, it, maybe Simon can choose a... What's the word? Where they... A surrogate. No, a not a surrogate. Like a champion. Champions. Yeah. Yeah, I'll champion. go champion. Surrogate sounds like he's, you know, getting someone <laughs> yeah. else to have his baby. I, I think that sounds probably the best <laughs> way to possibly once. But as I say, I look forward to having him on. As I say, I, I will be dropping him a message directly. <laughs> and, uh, get it arranged and uh, get his side of the story as well. Uh, now, tag team action. Two incredible young men. Two, Well, sorry, four incredible young men mm. here first. Two bit and Scotty Rock on one side. Yep. Lucas Neon, uh, Lucas Neon, and Nick yep. Cutter on the other side. Two bit and Scotty Rock again, really branching out and making names for themselves right mm-hmm. now. And uh, Nick Cutter and Lucas Neon are just a little behind that, but mm-hmm. they're on their way. So Lucas Neon, uh, is, is a product much like Two Bit is a product of uh, the KOW Academy in Barrow. Um, I've seen him in Barrow. I've seen the reactions he gets in Barrow, and it was in, it was brilliant. And then I was kind of not not expecting it because I know what he can do. But the reactions Lucas Neon gets from the Morgan fans is bonkers. You know, um, 
And his tag team with Nick Cutter, uh, you know, unfortunately they were unsuccessful against Reese and Rogan, but they showed a lot of heart in, in the issues that they had with Reese and Rogan. Um, so when uh, Tubit and Scotty Rourke joined up in Blackpool um, and attacked Lucas Neon after the match or during the match or, you know, when, 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 they, when they took down Lucas Neon in Blackpool, um, it was obvious right then and there that we had to put this, this match together. Um, Tubit and Lucas Neon, let's say, trained together for years, um, wrestled in KOW numerous times. They know each other very, very well. So to add Scotty Rourke and to add Nick Cutter to this is going to make it really intriguing. Definitely. Uh, I saw Nick Cutter in a triple threat match against Ayton Steen and Sonna Durst. Yeah. One of the best matches I'd ever had the pleasure to watch mm. uh, live. An incredible uh Young man, and as you say, Tubit and Scotty Rock right now. Again, the two men getting around pretty much uh, all the top promotions in the Northwest. Mm. Uh, and Scotty Rock is the cruiserweight champion for BWR. BWR, that's the yeah. one. They, um, they, I believe they're calling themselves scum because they say that people treat them like scum, so they're going to be scum. Well, he is the. <sighs> Grimsby Grebo or the Grimsby Grappler and uh, the Grebo, Grebo Grappler. Grappler. The Grebo Grappler from Grimsby. And, and the Rat <laughs> King too. Bit. So yeah, it, it, I guess it really does suit them. So yeah. I think they could be a re- if, if they can find some chemistry, they could be a really they could be one of the top tag teams. But it's mm. finding that chemistry. Yeah, I mean, you know, we eventually would do need to crown some tag team champions in Morecambe. So you know, with, with teams that we've already got and then new teams forming like this with, with Tubit and Scotty Rogue, it's gonna it's gonna make everything really difficult. Now, the final matchup on the card, you have reinforced the ring mm-hmm. for this match, yes? Yeah, yeah, we've um we've had to do some extra welding to make sure. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Synergy, the boys of Synergy, uh, Troy Ryan, Anderson Daniels, powerlifters, American footballers, yeah, huge boys, big uh, boys, and Risa Rogan. If you could imagine sort of like the Dudleys mixed with the nasty boys, you've got Risa Rogan, yeah, 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 spot on that, yeah. <laughs> um, man, so when we put like so we're trying to decide what we wanted to do with odyssey pro wrestling two of the first names that i said that i wanted involved with synergy i had seen them in the lwf um from times when i'd been able to be lucky enough to ring announce for the lwf um and i'd just been so impressed um and i really really wanted to make sure they came to morecambe and then recent rogan um I hadn't heard of much before Blackpool TLC. And believe me, after Blackpool TLC, I was never forgetting Reese Rogan again. Um, this is, you know, the, the match that a lot of wrestling fans wanted to see, you know, and we did it in Blackpool. Um, now, when we sort of announced that the match was going to happen, um, in, April, in January, the two teams just wanted to get their hands on each other and wouldn't stop and had to have the biggest pull-apart brawl I've ever seen, where at one point they were trying to fight each other so hard that 
um, Rogan just picked referee Scott Bell up and just yeeted him at Synergy. Um, <laughs> what can you do when that's, you know? But I mean, the, anytime these guys step in the ring, it's magic together because they really don't like each other. Mm. Like, there's so, there's, there's so many similarities that between these two big teams, but then the, the differences are, are so stark in contrast, if, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the similarities are what's bringing them together, but the differences are what makes this really interesting. You know, there's there's a it's just power for power's sake with synergy. Synergy's just, you know what? Oh, I'll and I'll just lift both of them up here and I'll just, you know, deadlift him here and 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 stuff like that. Whereas with Reese and Rogan, it's it's power for violence sake. Mm. And when they're guided by a man like Chris Brooker in, in the spotlight with uh, Andre Decker, there's a there's an added danger. So you know, it's it's very much Godzilla King Kong. This, mm. I think, there's going to be collateral damage. So I'm going to have to like push the the chairs just back just a little bit. This is this is the one I'm really looking forward to. I'm I'm a tag team wrestling fan. I love proper tag teams like Synergy, like Reese and Rogan. Mm. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm just licking my lips. I also <laughs> like big boys hitting. Uh... And that's it. We saw the match in Blackpool, and we said, you know what, this was brilliant. We have to do it at Morecambe. Yeah. You have to give that match to the Morecambe fans because Morecambe will go nuts. They will go loud. <sighs> Synergy of foot, like Morecambe is falling in love with Synergy already, which is brilliant to see. And they really don't like the spotlight. So, Reese and Rogan and Synergy and Morecambe, I'm just, I'm waiting for the biggest. Clash, but then the biggest sound from it. Yeah, it'd be good. That's the matches preview. So I think that's, as you say, this is a fantastic card. In fact, I was actually talking Duca on Twitter about uh, the a lot of exciting matchups on this one. As we say, it is War on the Shore, 9th of April in Morecambe at the Alhambra. It's going to be excellent. Now, before I let you go. Let's uh, let's find out a bit more about yourself. When did you first start getting into wrestling? Oh, so as as a fan or yeah. in the yeah, yeah as so a fan, fan and then into so a... when I was a kid, I grew up and there were four yeah four wrestling VHS tapes that we had at home. WrestleMania one, WrestleMania three, WrestleMania six. In your house, mind games ninety-seven, <laughs> <laughs> random one. Yeah, so you know, I'd random. I would just, oh, I would watch those four videotapes on repeat, um, and then so I'll, like because of in your house, mind games, I used to think that Savio Vega is the greatest wrestler ever because he wrestled the first two matches on a show, um, and yeah, so I started watching those, and my parents had Sky TV when I was a kid, so I, I used to watch. WWE and you know I, I remember during my ninth birthday party turning the wrestling on and it was the time when the big show choke slammed the Undertaker through the ring and then all my school friends were obsessed with it you know and it's just always been there for me like uh, I, to me wrestling is Shakespeare in action you know theatre in the round like live entertainment interactive with the crowd emotions 
it's Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um, so I do a lot of um, local amateur theatre in my spare time. Um, and in 2016, I was kind of fed up. And I just fed up of amateur theatre, fed up of the drama that went with drama. I was just sick of it. And I needed to get away. But then I kind of needed to do something. Like, I couldn't just sit on my hands. Um, and I reached out and got in touch with my local wrestling promotion, which, being in Morecambe, it was Alpha Omega at the time. Um, and I was so very lucky to go along and um, help out on a show. And then Kieran, uh, Charles Nelson Riley, said, oh, I need a new... Um, he was talking to someone, and he said, oh, I need a new... Uh, Need a new backstage interviewer. So I was like, I'll do it. I, you know, do theater and stuff like that. So I, you know, I'll used to doing camera stuff and whatever else. So he's like, all right, cool. You got the job. And so I did that for a couple of months. And then I, I just, the more I'm around wrestling, the more I fall in love with it, the more I hear the stories from everyone about like, you know, my favorite parts of wrestling shows when it was finished and we went back to Karen's house and we, and we talked about wrestling like, and just got stories and, you know, and the first time I found out about Raven at the Dome and I found out, you know, about how big the FWA was and, and all this stuff that I'd missed just with my WWE goggles on. Um, I was the same. I really was. <laughs> I was yeah. up until about five years ago. Knew nothing. Yeah. So I went to train at KOW in Barrow because that was the closest training school to me. So again, just I just wanted to learn more on, mm. on how to do stuff. And I became a ring announcer for KOW. Um, I've ring, I then went on to ring announce for, for, in Morecambe for Alpha Omega, LWF in Chorley. And, you know, I just kind of it snowballed from one thing to the next, all just because I just wanted to find out more information about it. And, you know, I, I just sort of, I always throw myself into things. Like, I always get, like, very hyper fixated on things, like, one at a time. Like, right, this has my interest right now. I want to know everything about it. And I just haven't stopped with this yet. <laughs> I, I know that feeling so much because, as I say, once I started learning about the history of just Morecambe wrestling, I'm like, mm. oh, these guys competed here. Oh, this person, yeah. this match. And uh, believe I, I've got pages of notes. I, I, I plan at some point, hopefully, to write my own book on the history of British yeah. wrestling. It'll be nice. It'll be a great thing to do. But so uh, if you ever get a chance, Greg Lambert uh, wrote two books. Um, Oh, I can't remember what they're called. They're available on Amazon. Um, but yeah, Greg Lambert's written some books on British wrestling and there's, there's lots in there about Morecambe wrestling. So mm. if you if you want information about Morecambe wrestling and, and it's heyday, then Greg's, Greg's you know, an expert. He used to, he used to run uh, the XWA. Um, you know, he's got a great mind for wrestling. Um, and yeah, check out his books because, you know, if you want to learn more about Morecambe history and, and just wrestling history in general, then he's the, he's the guy. That's awesome. In fact, you know what? I'd love to get him on the show. Uh, we had Stephen Bell. He's just written the Dynamite and Davey uh, book that's mm. going to be coming out, I think, next yeah. week now. And uh, such a great chat, just talking to him, listening to him tell these stories mm. of two incredible great wrestlers from the past. Uh, so one of the questions we always ask people mm -hmm. is our Mount Rushton. Or okay. Mount Rushmore, but British wrestling, Mount Rushton. Yep. So if you could put four British wrestlers, they can be more personal to you rather than just mm. as a what they've done for British wrestling as a whole. Okay. But who would you put on there? Oh, that's quite difficult. 
See, my mind's going in def- lots of different directions <laughs> with this. Do I go general wrestling and, you know, British wrestling? Because I don't have a, a, a massive amounts of, like, historic British wrestling knowledge. Mm. Do I just go the four at the moment? Do I go... Um, there's part of me that wants to go to my favourite four comedy wrestlers for some reason. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's go for one who you feel when it has had an impact on British wrestling history. Okay. One that you like for a comedy wrestler. Okay. Uh, one that you like that you think has influenced this generation. Okay. And then one from this generation. Okay. Okay, so someone comedy-wise, the wrestler I am so gutted I never got to see live because he retired before I could see him. Uh, it was a wrestler called Madman Manson. I'm so gutted I missed him. Honestly, I've watched his stuff back, and it's just perfection. It, it, for comedy wrestling, it, it's incredible. Like Every story I hear about him, it makes me wet myself. So, yeah, Madman Manson would be on there. Someone that inspired the current generation... Uh, I've got to go Doug Williams. Um, I was very, so I living in Plymouth, uh, I went to reach wrestling, uh, the last time they went to Tavistock in Plymouth. Um, and I got to see Doug Williams versus Joel Redman one-on-one. Um, and oh my word, I am a very big fan of wrestling because of a story, not wrestling for the sake of wrestling. Yeah. These two just had a match because that was what was scheduled and they crafted a story in the match and told that story to perfection. They didn't just have a match for match's sake. They created a story and told the story around technical wrestling. Does not get talked about enough, in my opinion. Joel Redman is so good. Cardio King. Yeah, and he looks like that. (laughs) It's not fair. (laughs) No, it's not. It's, It's absolutely not. We're talking about um, this with Jason actually about Red yeah. and just how good, yeah. So sorry, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Doug Williams, uh, Madman Manson. Um, what were the other two categories? Sorry. Uh, so, so one from this generation. <laughs> this generation. Oh, I've got to say, Pete Dunn. I think because I I went to. Um, the UK tournament in Blackpool night two and I saw him and him and Tyler there live for that I saw Pete Dunn and Zach at uh, Earl's Court um, no sorry the Albert Hall yeah, yeah um, every time I've seen Pete Dunn live it's always been amazing you know he had that match with Walter he had the match with Tyler in Chicago and then just everything he's done around British wrestling as well like you know attack and um, all the, the shows that he's lifted and everything he did with British Strong Style. And, you know, so I think, name or not, you know, he's going to WrestleMania. Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, Pete Dunne as, as, the, as that one. And then one from right now. One that I think is going to be absolutely huge is Scotty Rock. 
I think Scotty Rourke is going to be absolutely massive. He has a very distinctive style. He has a very distinctive look. Everything he does, uh, there's a reason behind it. He doesn't just do things for the sake of doing it. Uh, and backstage, he's really lovely. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, so um, past, present, future, you know, and yeah. just to make me laugh, um, those would be my full. No, I like it. Uh, it's funny, we have some of the really young wrestlers that we've had on, say, like a Just Joe Lando or Danny Black, mm. and we've asked them about their ones, and Pete Dunne and Chris Brooks mm. are quite common amongst mm. that age group of people yeah. who they think have influenced. And you're right, without Pete Dunne, it's just, it's it's highly likely NXT UK may have never existed without... Uh, I mean, no. you could say that you had it with uh, Trent Seven, but it was mm. because of Pete done what he yeah. had done the popularity him and Tyler Bate. I think they... yeah, just just yeah. I think Tyler between, between Tyler and Pete, like that was what kind of created it. Um, mm. But then it, NXT UK is brilliant because you get to showcase some of fantastic British wrestlers. My absolute favorite British wrestler right now is Sam Gradwell. Sam Gradwell entertained me every time I see him. Like. I, you know, as I say, yeah, absolutely, just perfection. Like the very first ever interview I ever did in wrestling was with Sam Gradwell, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I just stood there, went, (laughs) "All right," you know. Um, But anytime he picks up a microphone, calls someone a yogurt, I'm there for it. You know, it was the one he did on this past week's uh, NXT UK, where he's hiding under the ring. Um, and if you look at his Instagram, he's got like an Instagram story of just him waiting under the ring, pulling the guy under the ring and then coming out and confronting Kenny Williams. Um, and it's, he's, he's just gold with everything he does. Yeah. And he looks great. He, oh, really he looks a phenomenal ma- physique. Oh, he got himself in amazing shape. Like talk about like using lockdown, like to better yourself. Whoa. Definitely. Okay. Let's go for this one. Okay. Kurt has convinced you to go to Denmark with okay. a invading force of eight OPW wrestlers. Okay. Three females as well. So okay. out of those, who are you going to take with you? I'm invading Scandi Graps. Viking reverse. Yeah. Um, so you've got to take Lizzie Evo, first of all, to like lead the line. Like Lizzie she's Evo, scary. she's the hardest person in British wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. We, we asked Gary Ward, uh, I don't uh, wrestle card of all yeah. the exact same question Who would you take if you were invading uh, Germany? Lizzie Evo was straight first name out of this one as well. So, yeah, she's, like, she's the hardest person in British wrestling. She'll, she'll have you. It's more about them scousers, isn't it? Um, from OPW's, Gia Adams would have to be there as well. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Um, and I'm I'm thinking of this very much logically of the invading force, so I'm gonna have to go with Tonga as well, um, just to kind of because she's she's got one of the best minds, so she'd come up with all our with all our plans. Um, so that's three. So I've got five more. Uh, I'd have to take Nathan Cruz. I know he's only wrestled for us once, but I'd have to take Nathan Cruz. From a wrestling match point of view, him and Brian Hunter was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Like, enjoyable. just straight up, wow. Um, I'd have to take Reese and Rogan over. 
mention it. You got you got the nasty boy Dudley you know, type. It just oh mad madman. Um, two more. I'm gonna have to take synergy. Big boys. Just if you're gonna if you're gonna invade a country, you want to do it with the biggest kaiju's you can find. Yeah. You know. Um, and if you think of someone a loose cannon like Nathan Cruz leading synergy and Reese Rogan, whoa, someone's right. getting battered. It's it's an aim now, and I'm, I'm going to get Kurt Johansson onto okay. the uh, onto the show because I'm yeah, going to yeah. ask him the question in reverse. They're going to say. Ethan has brought these eight guys. Oh, who are you match him up with? oh, so uh, I had synergy in there because I've seen synergy as heels and they're very, very good heels. Yeah, um, every to be fair, before we started uh booking them, there were heels everywhere, and then we went, nah, you t- you're too funny to be heels. They're not very <laughs> entertaining, they're, honestly, they're so funny, like. If you ever get chat, I'll have to send you the link for it. But we did a promo um, after the first show when we were putting together the championship tournament to decide which yes. member of Synergy would join this in. Is on powerful. Well, I think yes. part of it. On yes. So it's on. It's actually in the show as well. Yeah. Um, they decided who would. Uh, the first promo they did, where they were arguing about it, is hilarious. I I'm laughing. I I can't contain myself. Like the way they're, they're they're going back and forward, and then the second one he did uh, to actually decide, they played guess who, but with with the roster. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful! It's Can amazing. Please send me that link. I think yeah. I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> right uh, before I let you go, then, even is there anything else that you would like to uh, bring up? Yeah, I want to put over Reach as well because I live down here and. I want to say some good things about them as well. <laughs> you know, man, because we, we just had a Jason on talking yeah. about Reach. I just saw their Brawl in the Guildhall. Yeah. That Charlie Sterling match against Joe Redman. Yeah. I went on for a bit too long with it, Jason, but it was just so bloody good. It was very, very good. I was backstage. So I was helping out at that show and I said, you know what? I'll, um, do you want me to just cue everything like I do in Morecambe? He was like, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Long story short, it was one of the most difficult nights of my life. <laughs> so I'm backstage getting the next lot ready to go because the time's up and Joel and, and Charlie Sterling are still going. And I'm like, this is so good, but hurry up and finish. <laughs> but yeah, so Reach is incredible. Like 656 people at a British Western show. Mm-hmm. That takes some going. Yeah, it's not done very often. Uh, and yeah, it's an, they've got their academy as well. They are producing now. They really begin to see it come through on their yep. on this, their YouTube unit show, ten. Unit yep. ten. I was I was at unit the last unit ten. I think I think it was the last unit ten. And Barton Hyde uh, was wrestling a young chap named Kid Devon, who um, at one point he he grabbed him and threw him across the ring. And I swear to God, Kid Devon went, and then in midair somehow managed to jump even more before flying. It was the biggest yeet I've ever seen. What are they feeding those guys down there as well? Because Barn Hyde is a big boy. He's, He's big not lad. the only big boy there as well. Toby Valentine, my God. He's he's ah oh, Toby. So again, that unit ten, he cut a promo. Um 
after he was unsuccessful at the Guild Hall. And my word, what a promo that was. He's he's going to be special. He is, you know, it's there's something about that farmer Cornish accent that just he, yeah, I just want to give him a cuddle. <laughs> but at the same time, if he did, he'd probably bear hug the life out of you. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, Jason Key's onto something good there. Yeah, the I mean, look at the really good. Look at the women that they've got. You know, um, La Taylor is taking the. She's taken the southwest over. She's got that. She's got up. She's got up as far as Birmingham. She's got over as far as uh, Portsmouth. That's that's her country now. Um, she's only going to try and expand that. You've got Aurora, who's the Reach Women's Champion, who's incredibly talented. Echo Reed, who is one of the just instantly most likable people I've ever seen perform. Like you watch her, and you just go, "Oh, she's nice." <laughs> and then Ruby is J leader. And is the most flexible and cruel person I've ever met in my life. Because I've, I only say that because of stretch class, and she's she's vicious. But then she's actually really nice. And they've got a huge conditioning program down there, uh, which, alongside Joel, uh, you, you can imagine why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've taken part in the fitness test and it murdered me. Yes, yeah, he, uh, he, he straight uh, one of the things he he, he almost put it out as like a warning. This is what you're going to get when you come my... here. We are going to work, yeah. <laughs> My very first training session at Reach was a fitness test. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say the first one took me 45 minutes to do. I was dead, like awful. Uh, 12 weeks later, I did it in, I think it was 26 minutes. You, you know, so it just shows show the kind of work that they put you through and, and actually how worth it is. We've got... Uh, we're arranging with Echo Reed to get her on. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. just, we're just nailing down a date, but she will be coming on our show. We are very much looking forward to having her on because she does seem like such a such a nice person. Yeah, uh, and she's got an excellent shining wizard on her. Mm. And as you say, then, yeah, those, those four women because they had the championship match at the Brawl mm. in the Guild Hall, and they really, really showed up for that one, didn't yeah. they? And they deserve they really so did. many big stage for it. Yeah, because I mean, to my two favorite matches on that show. One was the uh, the women's four way, which is amazing because you saw how much it meant to them. Yeah. Um, and the other one was the Reach Academy Battle Royal. Um, partly because Northern Culture hit the greatest low blow I've ever seen in my life, um, and then did the Ronaldo CU afterwards. <laughs> um, and then other part like that final stretch at the end between you know Toby Valentine, Jordan Sparks, and Alexander Gray was oh man in front of that crowd it was it was madness. Yeah, lots and lots of uh, great young kind of great good looking guys as well to be honest. So uh, and that in the street fight, uh, yes, man like Pino and yes. uh, Nick Riley, Nick Riley. That sorry, sorry, Nick. Uh, what a match. And that, that balcony dive was. It, I'm pretty. <laughs> afterwards, one of the uh, the techies said to me, "Like, is the, is he all right? Because he landed on a speaker." <laughs> and I went up to Bino and I was like, "Mate, are you okay? Because thing you said you landed on a speaker." He's like, "No, I didn't. I was fine." But, well, uh, it's quite funny because we did. You actually go and then you had the Smoking Aces in Manchester against Lycos Gym, and you had Nick Riley do the exact same thing off yeah, the balcony. I think, I think that was Bino's intention. I think he, if he could do it, I do better. Screw uh, this guy. 
They did a great set where they had the chair set up and mm. uh, Nick Friday first did the cannonball over the barrier and mm. then Bino came back and did the Hurricane Rana over the <laughs> barrier. Just brilliant. Uh, so fair play. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up, Reach, because, yeah, very yeah. deserving. They've yes. been doing great things there. Relatively new. And uh, as I say, the Academy is it's really beginning to show its worth. And Yeah. Unit 10 on its free YouTube show. Uh, that reach put out on a regular basis it's one that i very much recommend people uh watch if you I, my, my recommendation is watch the christmas rumble uh because toby valentine pounces uh jack best out of the ring in the most mental elimination i've ever seen i'm gonna have to go search this one out mm. <laughs> right uh right yeah so with that being said i'm gonna go uh yeah go watch all the run. wrestling <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, just remember one thing, ladies and gentlemen, don't feed the trolls.